0: The rubber bands on my microphone are breaking from age. They're falling to pieces and need to be replaced because that is how long we've been doing this. (laughs) If this microphone could talk. (laughs) But it doesn't have to because I do. I talk to it. But it's a lot like walls. Walls, microphones, devices things, you've got to think about your, not only your voice and that of which you're radiating, but also the, uh, (laughs) you've got to think about the energy that you put into it. I mean, if my voice goes out over through this microphone into your ears and your computer... And your walls in China, in Australia. Good day, Australia. Does that mean that my presence and essence and energy has vibrated through it all and into another country, into another land, and therefore joining, joining with the other vibrations and sounds in the air outward into the cosmos and onto another planet and through another alien culture. And while they don't hear me, I am in the white noise that makes up the wind along with all the other noises. I wonder how that affects them. I wonder how I affect without even knowing that I affect. Which happens all the time. Not with me, just with me, but with everyone. It's a big thing that happens. You don't know what kind of influence you've been on someone else. And most people would call it creepy. But it's not. That strangers can affect us, you know. If you see someone on the corner of the of the street and I don't know, well, I see this man every morning, this one fellow, he's extremely obese, extraordinarily obese, and he's walking to the bus stop and he has headphones on, like the old fashioned headphones and Walkman. And he just he's rocking out every morning while he's walking out. Rocking while walking out. And he inspires me. I've never met him. I don't know his name. We've never even said hello. But I see him, just a regular individual, walking and rocking to the bus stop every morning. And he is, to me, comfortable in his own skin, his very obese skin and that of which I would be uncomfortable. And that I... Deal with on a daily basis my own image and my own feelings about plumpness and health. But I see him and I'm inspired and I think, and he makes me a little more happier every morning. The tea is just right and it is peach this fine day. Peach tea mixed with something, something else. Some kind of herb. Or as Martha Stewart would say, herb. But you don't know how you affect someone else. I mean, he could go home every night and cry and eat like a bucket of chicken and think that no one loves him and that no one thinks about him and that he is a waste of space. But little does he know That every morning, on his way to work, he inspires someone by just being himself. And this is why I never discredited that. Because as a child, I did the same thing. I would see other people, and they didn't want to know me. They didn't want anything to do with me. But they inspired me. Just strangers on the street... People, even people I knew, you know, you never know what you mean to someone. And I've always said, you never know what you mean to somebody. So please don't ever, don't ever think, no one should ever think, no one. And I do mean no one should ever think that they are useless and, and not loved or at the very least paid attention to by people. You know, And I know a lot of people out there, especially growing up in the time that I have and living through what I am living through, I see a lot of people who think they're worthless. And that's just interesting, because nobody is, because someone's going to see you, especially on the internet. Someone's going to see you, and they're going to be inspired by you. And it doesn't matter if you're talking on the radio or you're not. It's just that organic living. As in, you live in a human body, you are an animal, you are organic, and if you act organic, if you stop trying to fit into all those things, just being inspires those around you, and outward and outward and outward, and ripple effect. So yes, it's creepy and it's sad that probably someone saw me on the corner one day. And for whatever reason, maybe they made up this whole story about me, you know, maybe they made up my name and my whole identity and what I might be doing walking down the street or where I might be going. And perhaps that person was so lonely that they put a certain spin on it that, you know, they knew me and that they wanted to know me because they wanted to because I looked interesting or something. And so on and so forth. And it is sad that people are that lonely that they have to take their inspiration from people they don't even know, from people they see on the corner. Because not many people are organic, and we're searching for organic, and organic has been overused. That's why my ass is organic, okay? That's what's organic, not the strawberry sitting on the shelf. My ass. And I tell you organically what I'm thinking. And I tell you because I'm a human animal. Humanimal. And that is the true meaning of the word organic, is when you be, when you just be, true to yourself, motherfuckers. True to yourself. And I have spilled my guts for you in season six of The Fabulous D Show. That's what this is. I am the artist D. But I had a few more things to say. I made a list. Let's talk about that list right now on the Fabulous D show. It's the Fabulous D show. The Fabulous D. The Fabulous D. And an earthing of the underground. There be any one value love for you and me. For you and me. So up to the artist. Where are you? Who are you? What are you doing? Is the things that often, often come to mind with me the artist D especially when I'm out in the world and I actually I think that I withdraw from the world more because I am subconsciously afraid of what it has to offer in as far as well not offer but present to me because every time I am in a situation I am presented with other people and other things and other, other scenarios that just lead me to, oh, oh, that's exactly it. They lead me to, oh, I, I, I tremble in amazement would be one word, um, become nauseous with the noxious fumes of society's stupidity also is another way of putting it. I especially remember the times when I suddenly get very dizzy in public. Usually I'm standing in a line, and I used to get very upset about how I'd feel because it's a little like a panic attack. It's a little like a dizzy spell, a faint moment in your life. It often happens at the usual places out in society, waiting in line to pay for something, waiting in line to ship something, waiting in line to do, to submit paperwork, paperwork upon paperwork, which is, let's face it, people's favorite thing to do. And I get a little dizzy, and I want to leave, because when I really analyze the feeling, me, the artist D., I think, I feel this way because I want to get out. I've got to get out of this line. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait to do this because this is meaningless. It's kind of why I never go to an amusement park. Aside from fearing the nausea that is caused by amusement park rides, as I know, has occurred with me. It's also because I don't want to waste any time Standing in line and, you know, reference back the Fabulous D show many a times about time. And you'll know all about time when you listen to me. So I was out and I was thinking, what way can we, you know, wrap up, other than a good cup of tea with you and me, how could we wrap up this Fabulous Season 6 of The Fabulous D Show. Because, really, I waited. I thought there would be a few more guests because I put a, put out that that vibe, and then I, it got back to me, finally. the The person who I wanted to interview in the first show of Season 6 finally got back to me. Her PR person finally got back to me. And sometimes these people's PR people are... Ridiculous. I mean, they're more stuck up than the person they're representing. And I guess that's their job, sometimes. Finally, he gets back to me and says, yes, she's ready. And then I get an email from her personally. I'm sorry. I'm going to retire. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's been a year, and... I'm going to retire. Thank you for your interest in my work, but I'm retiring, and I really don't want to do any interviews right now because I'm done. I'm done. Done. So I thought, well, fuck. That's probably what I said, too. Well, fuck. Here we are. And then somebody else was going to be on, and then I was going to do something else, and I just got tired of it. I get tired of the planning because some people can just go and show after show, publication after publication, just get and do. But people like me have always needed a break. There's not been one time in this wonderful, fabulous, artistic adventure that I don't take a break. And I needed that. And I still need that. And I'm taking it as we speak. But I wanted to talk to you today. Because I've made a list, especially when I'm out in public. And especially when I'm getting oxygen and pumping oxygen into my lungs out there in the world. I think about things. And I make lists of things. And the last couple weeks, the theme has been evident. I can't believe that we're still fill-in-the-blank. I can't believe that I live in a world. You hear it all the time on The Fabulous D Show, right? But you hear it all the time out there in public, too. People who don't even know what they're saying, people who don't even have a, the concept of what's wrong with the world, still say it. It's, it's culture's thing. It's society's thing. Kids these days. I can't believe that we're still living in a world that does or doesn't do. I I can't believe the next generation. I can't believe the uh, older generation. I can't believe the current generation. I can't believe. God damn it, they say. But I say it, and I mean it. And I think I've got a little bit better grasp on it than some of those people out there complaining about the things that they complain about so I made a list I can't believe that people still go to church church I can't believe people still believe in religion I can't believe it why are you going to church what are you getting from it I don't really want to know, so please don't tell me. I've heard it all before. But that kind of goes along with the, you know, me telling you exactly what I think we should be doing. This is also what this list kind of entails. And that's why in season six I spilled my guts to you, my emotional brain guts. Just you and me. You and me. I've been spilling my guts for a while now. I've been spilling my guts for several seasons, but there has been distraction. And I've told you about church. I've told you about religion. I've told you about a lot of things that I'll be talking about on this list. So I'm not going to tell you about them anymore. This is what comes with age gentle listeners. Age takes you from a place where you want to help everyone. And don't we? When we're kids, when we're teenagers, we want to rebel, we want to change the world. And I recall helping a lot of people, a lot of people contacting me for advice, for sage wisdom of a different perspective of their existence. What can I do I'm, I'm stuck in this rut, and what can I do? And you hear a lot of that throughout our lives, and suddenly you realize you can tell them all you want for as long as you want, and most of them are not going to listen to you. Ever. So The Fabulous D Show is kind of like that vessel. You know, I wanted it to be to spread my opinion of the way things should be, and the way people should act, and somewhere along the way, I also was unearthing the underground. And let me tell you that now, when it comes to this point in my life, and this existence I've been lucky enough to enjoy and endure, I have far more interest in unearthing the underground and telling people's Truths than telling my own. Because there are some people out there, and you know them. You know one, you know many. They're on the radio, they're on television, they're underground and they're above ground and they're everywhere, and they have a shtick. And they will run with that shtick <laughs> for a very long time. And they can repeat themselves. It's like a health guru well, fill in the blank guru, any guru. They'll repeat themselves. That's all they'll do. I know someone who has probably been on the radio almost exactly as long as I have been. She started just around the same time. And I think I've mentioned her before. She talks about pretty much the same thing every episode, although she is so fascinating and interesting that she can say the same thing in a different way every time and make it interesting. And I'll listen. But that's not me. I refuse to come on here ranting and raving, telling you about the truth, telling you about how you really should act and how we really should act and how culture should be and what culture is over and over. No. From now on, it'll be, you know, I did a show about that. I think you should listen. Here's the link, and that's how it should be. That's what organic humanity is about. I put together this little bit about this little bit. Please listen, because it pertains to what you're talking about. It's like during Thanksgiving, I think we were talking about this, when someone said something about, you know, Thanksgiving, and the cliches of it, and I was, for a moment I wanted to comment, really, really, oh, oh, ow, for a moment I really wanted to comment on it, but I realized that I would be repeating a statement in which I had made 15 years ago, and instead I should just post the show, or post the blog, vlog, whatever, post the post-it note, And just say, hey, I agree. Listen to this. It'll change your fucking world. It'll upset your shit. And that's what I'm going to do from now on. Somebody talks about water, water conservation. Listen to Water the Load. You know? You want some good artists? Listen to this other show that I did with this other artist. You want transgender advice? Listen to these three. Volumes of transgender shows you want a good book to read? you read you, you go to this show, you know, and that's how it should be. It shouldn't have to be that every week I produce something that is generally the same, although people do love that, and that is why I can't really hold an audience very well, never been able to do that because a change. yes, I'm going to talk about transgender things. And get that out. And then I'm going to talk about gay things. And then I'm going to talk about political things. And then, you know, I'm not going to go back to it. If I go back to it, it's going to be something new about it. Not the same. It's like telling you to be healthy. Well, be healthy. Telling you to eat right. Eat right. Don't eat that crap and eat this instead. There's no little... uh, you know, there's no, no no little secret there. There's no secrets anymore with us. That is organic. There are no secrets in organic human life. When you're being, when your ass is being organic, when you're just being real, you tell the truth once, and the truth is there. You're not going to tell it again. Anybody who needs it told to them again wasn't listening the first time, and they probably won't listen the second time. So I can't believe that people go to church because I don't think that man-made religion is something you should be subscribing to or prescribing to. Spirituality, the flow of the universe, get some science in you bitches. Science, bitch. On the same vein, I can't believe that people go to malls. I went to the mall the other week. Did you see the vlog? Go see the... Here we go. Go see the vlog on on the Artist D's YouTube channel. It used to be YouTube.com slash Fabulous Radio, which I think still gets you there. But now with this Google Plus bull, I don't know what it is. Just add me on the circles. <laughs> Put me in your circle of things, and then get my YouTube and watch the amazing video about going to the mall for the first time in several years, I was aghast. My God. The people, the things, that you waste your time on. Just go to the mall and look at anything, anywhere, human, vegetable, animal, mineral, that is in existence in a mall, walking around or sitting on a shelf, Waste of time, waste of space, shouldn't be happening in the 21st century. I can't believe people believe what they're told. Advertising is one. You saw it on television. You saw it on the telly, and you believe it to be true. Well, they wouldn't tell me that if it wasn't true. They're always looking out that their government, he's always looking out for my best interests. Just like your doctor, doctor, doctor. Always looking out for your best interests. Really? Always? Take this pill. It'll make you feel better. Doctor. Oz, hello. I just saw that. I just saw the television show. We talked about it. Go listen to that. Fabulous D-Show, where I talked about Dr. Oz. That was around Thanksgiving. It's these people that stand in front of these audiences. Do you not realize, and many people don't, although most people listening to this show, I would hope, do realize that for a small sum of money, in several cases, you can produce material. Call it fact, hand it out, and have people believe it. Just like you can, for a small sum of money, stand on a stage in front of some people and get your word out and say it's authority and people will believe you. There is nothing that money cannot buy when it comes to authority and the official seal of their truth. So I can't believe that people listen to television and then come and tell me. I know it to be so because I saw it on the telly. The news is one thing as well. And when you disconnect yourself from that, when you don't have a television, when you don't have cable television, news sources, papers at your doorstep, papers on your tablet, and you... Tune in to the underground. You know, get some friends in high places. Get some friends in low places. Get some friends in secret places. Talk to them. Have a conversation over some bourbon or peach tea about what's really going on in the world. Much like The beginnings of The Fabulous D Show, when we interviewed people, common criminals, they would say, people who were arrested for doing something, and then you never heard the rest of the story. So we invited them on The Fabulous D Show, and we talked to them, and got the rest of the story. And they told us what Bravo and NBC and ABC didn't finish or cut out. It's like a reality television show. Everything is reality TV now, even the news. They'll record you, at length, and cut you. Until it's good for the television. Until it's good for you. And how many people get arrested, on a daily basis, reported, in big bold print, and you never hear the final jury decision? Those are the people that we talk to. Those are the people who tell us all about not only their side of the story, but we can hear other people's side of the story, too. You know, contact. Talk to people. Do not just accept what you're being fed. I can't believe people get married. I just... Well, actually, I can and cannot believe why people get married. And that's probably why, or the, um, the main point of that question is why they got married. Not that they are married. I didn't say I can't believe people are married. I can't believe why people get married. The things that they do, the reasons that they do it for, because... As you well know, many people have been married and are very good together that way. They work well married. Some people will never do anything beyond it. It is, you know, their partnership. It is their business. It is their friendship. It is their life. It is everything. And it's fantastic and fabulous. But other people, oh, we I love him. I love her. He or she is hot. He or she meets my parents' credentials. (laughs) All of those reasons. The sex is good. Well, darling, the sex will not be always good. Or... He ain't always going to look like that. And she's certainly not always going to look like that. I'm baffled by marriage only because of the love versus ownership and the people who don't understand love versus ownership and cannot see the forest for the trees. Their vision is so clouded that they don't really see that what they're striving for is ownership not love it's where greed comes it's where jealousy comes it's where those the basis of the initial married relationship the the start of you can't go do this or do that or be with this person or have those friends it's the start of that bullshit the one for me when you start to believe that they are, for sure, right up front, the one for you. That's why most people I know who have successful relationships did a whole lot before that marriage, and they did a whole lot with that person before that marriage. They didn't believe. People who don't believe that that's the one person for them to marry are usually the ones who end up, if they marry them, the ones that's, that stay the longest together. Because they had that rocky road and, and they really didn't believe each other and they had, you know... You kind of have to break up and make up about 25 times over a course of several years before you really understand, okay, this person's not going anywhere. I kind of dig them. I can't believe that it's a state of gender and static gender that should be. The look of normalcy is still the way it is. Cannot believe it. And that's all I need to say about that. I can't believe that normal people have to look normal and that we all have to look normal and we all have to do these things. Even, you know, women wear skirts and men wear pants. Still. You'd think by now they would have traded. I know I have. On the fabulous D show, I am the artist D, and we'll be back to talk about more things that I just can't believe. After this. This is Mac Danger from Swellin' Radio, and also from Dead Cowboy Rebellion and Twin Rivers. You are currently listening to. The Fabulous D Show with your host, The Artist D. Well, it's not always about me, but I like to think of it. Is. Juice Talk Radio, the downloadable iPodable hub for amazing, delicious, juicy, insightful broadcasts. And I hope those people out there listening realize it ain't often you can get these three voices the same exact time. <laughs> Frank Cattolo's Catolo Chronicles Well, I couldn't have said that better if I said it Transistor by Velvet Steel i be see another bottle of white wine and I think I'll figure it out And The Fabulous D Show by me, The Artist D I want to be a writer when I grow up <laughs> Really? I Because you have something to say? Uh, what yeah. you-, <laughs> <laughs> you think? Archived weekly for your listening pleasure Drink your juice I just want to get away. Juice Talk for the most intriguing shows based on art, sex, and opinion, with an emphasis on quality of culture and sound, at juicetalk.com. It's juicy. What does the future hold in store for you? Drink your juice. Give me a break! I'm Frank Cattolo, You're listening to 4Culture Radio. The world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio show is kicking ass and taking names. And every weekend, join us live at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on JiggyJaguar.com for the best of the best in adult film, art, music, and the best Mac talk in the biz. Our ratings speak for themselves. The Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on JiggyJaguar.com Take us with you wherever you go. Get 4Culture Radio with the TuneIn app. It's free, fabulous, and streaming. Download TuneIn to your smartphone or tablet and listen to our world from wherever you are. Visit TuneIn.com or find the app in your phone and tablet's app store. You're listening to 4Culture Radio at 4Culture.com. Our artist is fabulous. Welcome back to the Fabulous D Show broadcasting from Earth. It's the last show of Season 6. Can you believe it? And it's all about... Not believing it. But not that. Other things. I am The Artist D, and this is The Fabulous D Show on, hopefully, you're listening, For Culture Radio. We love the folks at Fort Culture and all the people in For Culture. And I'm talking about things that I just can't believe are still happening in this world. It's a last hurrah for me, really. I I must say, Season 7 is forthcoming, and you will not, and have not, heard the last of me. But as far as, like, elongated opinion about certain topics, you're just going to have to go to the archives. If you want to know about, go to the archives. We have... Now three, I believe, three full seasons of archived shows for your podcasting pleasure, not only at thefabulousdshow.com, but juicetalk.com, the best archive of the best of the best anywhere. So another thing I can't believe is that there's not... Enough healthy restaurant choices. You know, Subway fresh. And real fresh <laughs> in comparison. I just, you know, there's sometimes I get into these, these habits, these ruts where I don't want to cook anything. I don't want to make anything. I want to go somewhere. I want someone to hand me something in a bag and go home and eat it. It's kind of what I like to do. At times. And and other times, I like to cook. I love to cook sometimes. Most of the time, actually. But sometimes I I get that itch, that week or or two weeks where I just want to eat subs, sandwiches, soups, salads made by other people. And I go out there in the world, and really, there's like... Even in the big city, there's just... So little to choose from in which you could take home with you. I suppose that is the contingency here because I know a lot of you in the big cities will come back and say, well, no, there's the little place down at the corner. There's the other place. There's the, you know, the Thai restaurant, the the healthy restaurant, the individuals, you know, the individually owned restaurants that that you go and you cook. I I don't really like to go and sit down because that, that kind of brings us back to, you know, sitting around people. With that feeling, and, ooh, it's, it's getting warm in here. Let's, we need to take off our clothes, some of our clothes. Remember Mac on uh, Soylent Radio? He used to do the show naked. Yeah, I miss Mac. All right, I had to shed a layer. It must be the tea, the peach tea, which is so good. But I don't like sitting in restaurants alone, not because I'm alone, but because I'm surrounded by other people. If I was alone, it wouldn't be an issue, now would it? It wouldn't. I would be alone in a restaurant, eating happily, but no. If I have to go and sit around people, then I have to watch them, and I have to wonder, while I eat my good meal, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? At every turn. And I don't really like that. I might as well be waiting in line at the post office, feeling dizzy. Same feeling. No. I want to go and get a something and bring it home and eat it. And I want it to be healthy. But there's just not that many alternatives. And I should make this conditional. I mean, if you are in L.A., San Diego... Atlanta, you know, we're talking supermongous cities. You'll be able to get what I'm talking about. But I'm just shocked that there are not more takeaway places that give you just something good, homemade, that isn't fried to death or full of preservatives. Not that there's anything wrong with that. At times. Likewise, I cannot believe this organic trend when organic isn't really organic in most of the senses. And yes, organic food advertises organic is a little less damaged and pumped full of shit than some of your other foods. But it's kind of not completely honest. And I wish people would get off of the kick as far as saying, well, if you're eating regular grapes from the store, you might as well be eating a hamburger because they're not organic grapes. That is so much bullshit. I just, every time I hear it, I want to strangle because if you're eating grapes instead of a cheeseburger, I'm glad you're eating grapes. I don't care where the grapes came from. I don't care what how many pesticides might be in them. There's less pesticides in them than the cheeseburger. Especially if you're only having a few grapes. You know, it's it's like the rich folk. The rich folk. <laughs> Those people who, you know, they have to have the organic. And they just look at certain... T- people like, you know, oh, yeah, you're eating healthy, but you're going to the regular grocery store. Yeah, you bought that that lettuce that was shipped from Mexico. Oh, Oh, you know, you you bought the um, pears that were grown on the mass-produced pear trees instead of the pear trees in Mr. Jones's backyard. But that brings us to the organic food show, which you also should listen to, at thefabulousdshow.com, where I went down that rant and that road, where you you can't—how organic is organic when you go into a big, massive mega store full of organic food that never runs out? If it ran out, then it would be organic. Back in my day, I came from a place where people, you know. Actually, stores, supermarkets, grocery stores, stocked farm vegetables from local farms. And every season, we'd rush down to the grocery store to get the first corn of the season, or the first whatever of the season. And at the end of the season, there'd be no more. And you know how you know it's organic? When it runs out one of the better telling signs of organic food. So when I'm in the big city and I see, yes, we have organic corn. And, uh, which really, how organic is corn? (laughs) Look into corn. Now there's a show. Tomatoes, anything, organic tomatoes. But they always have more organic tomatoes. How can a farm produce upteen quality uh, organic tomatoes and really call them organic. Are they really organic? And I'm sure someone is standing in line right now to fight with me that they really, really are organic. But that's why, you know, it's the level of organic to me. That's where I come from, is, you know, it's, it's, this was grown on the farm down the street and is now being sold in your local grocery store. And there will only be a limited supply of this. And forget about it if it's January and you want this that only grows in the summer. They're not stocking it. They weren't shipping it in. Of course, they're shipping it in now. I can't believe that people work nine hours a day. Hell, I can't believe people still work. Wasting free time more about time there's all this ranting and raving about time and what you do with it and how to spend it and having quality of of life and time but yet they still work 9 hours a day in america they still have like you know no holidays practically unless you subscribe to that sort of bullshit You know, that's why I can't believe people still make money. We should just be provided for. Don't you think? I know you do. And then they say, well, what about work? Well, yes, work. Work. You know, it's the fake work that really gets me down. It's the fake work that we we all do, that you do. You, right there. The paper pushers. The, the, uh... You know, the vacuum cleaning salesman, the encyclopedia salesperson, (laughs) not like there is one. If I was farming for several hours a day, that would kill a lot of birds with one stone. But to think of the, the way that they've set this up, I mean, think about it. Think about the way they set your working world up is... During work, you have no quality of life as far as there's no social life. There shouldn't be. There's no, um, you know, there's nothing that you can do personally. It's all about work. And you sit on your ass or you sit in a cage or you're restrained. You're basically restrained. And you do what you do. And after work, you're expected to get your physical activity. You're expected to get your social interaction. You're expected to get your free time and your fun time. And yet, if you actually did something of value for humanity, let's say, tilled the garden, you would be getting your exercise there, so you wouldn't have to do that anymore after you're done. You'd be getting your 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 view, your, your air, your oxygen. It would all be there. You could cut out so much if you could just do a job that kept you healthy, that kept you moving and motivated, that kept you not... Um, absorbing horrifying toxic chemicals and that's the work that i think we can be doing as as humanity that's why i don't see like humanity turning into some sort of world where people don't work and they just sit around on their iphone all day and do nothing 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 i see a world where that time to do that should be expanded because everyone's pitching in, making, you know, good farms, good science projects. You know, we have scientists, teachers, and, and um, farmers. Ow! That was painful. Was it as painful as you? I keep putting my foot on a cord and, (laughs) and really it shouldn't make that noise when you put the foot on that cord. Pardon my clicking. I can't believe that people play along as much as they play along, you know? How much they they smile and nod. It's just so much smiling and nodding. And I see this a lot in business where you just... You act positively and happy to someone and they will do what you want them to do because they're so used to dealing with assholes that they're happy you're being pleasant, even though they know, although do they really? But I do. I know when someone is being nice to me and being fake about it. But yet, still, I do the same thing. I treat them better, and I give them what they've asked for, or I help them out more because they're being pleasant, and they're not being an asshole. But I can't believe we have to do that. I can't believe that humans are so weak and so, um, you know, I... It just, it, it laughs in the face of truth, okay? I mean, we, we could be of a consciousness that says, okay, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. I have absolutely no interest in this. But I need this to get this done because this is the way that they hired me for, to do. This is what they hired me to do. and This is what I have to do. So give now. And I'd say, okay, I don't want to be here either, and I don't like you, and I don't like your business, but this is also what I'm being paid to do. So here. Here it is. Now. There. Bye. All of this. Please will you do this. And uh, I'd really appreciate it if you could, and could you do me a favor? And, you know, I would just think that people in this day and age could help, although... We've kind of introduced that into certain, certain circles, and it doesn't work very well, because people are people. People get offended. People get upset easily. And I guess if you really knew how many people didn't like you, you'd really have a problem with that, wouldn't you? I guess because you really like people. You know, I have my select people. You're one of them. The people that I can talk to clearly, the people who I could sit down and have a meal with and discuss, the people who we, you know, we have interaction and we love each other. There's love there. But I know that outside of that, there is no love there. And it doesn't bother me because I have no love for them. Why should they have any love for me? And yet they do. I don't know. I guess you have to be secure. I can't believe more people aren't more secure in their own positions as people. You've got your human body. You've got your human brain. You've got your animal instincts. Just be confident in that. Embrace it, baby. Embrace it. Love who you're going to love and work with who you've got to work with. But, you know, I can't believe we have to kiss as much ass as we have to kiss when it's so goddamn obvious that you just kiss an ass. I can't believe that we live in a sex-charged culture that forces us to ignore how sexually charged we are. We embrace sex. We live for sex. People out there, especially, I mean, what it's all about going to get laid tonight, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to the bar? What are you going to do at the bar? You're going to get your groove on with somebody and then take them home. We are obsessed with fucking, and we should be. We are animals. Animals like fucking. Animals are born to fuck. People are born to fuck. And in this culture, and especially, we just ooze sexuality. And in, in the society's culture, they force you to ooze sexuality. Because if you're not on a magazine cover looking dripping, oh, you know, you are not as paid attention to. We make it a regulation to be sexy because we are sexual. But yet, don't be sexual. During the day, you know, it was the other day, someone said to me, um, someone complimented me on something. They, I don't remember what it was. It was just something I, I had done. And they said, thank you, you're, you're very good at. And my knee-jerk reaction and it almost came out of my mouth. It's like, thank you. You have a really nice ass. <laughs> That's what came to mind. <laughs> and I thought for a moment, you know, that could be seen as illegal. I could be harassing someone. Sexual harassment. What a, what a, what a word. What a definition of that is, you know, someone who advances on you in in and it could be in a verbal nature and you could be offended by this. But yet in this culture where you know it's promoted to do it, but don't do it. You know, I can't just be walking down the street and say, Damn Damn and think of how many, and this is why they, they restrict it so much, because think of how much would be reduced uh, and removed from that entire process. If you were in the grocery store and you were able to go up to someone and say, pardon me, but I find you extremely attractive and I would like to basically have sex with you, but also I'd like to take you to coffee, Um, you know, I'd like to get to know you. You seem like a very pleasant person, but really I find you extremely attractive And you'll say to me right now, because most of my listeners would say, there's nothing wrong with that. Most of that. (laughs) There's nothing wrong in the society with approaching someone and saying, "Uh, pardon me, but I find you very attractive and I would like to get to know you more. That's how we're supposed to do it, at least last time I checked. But we don't do that because that's, you know, what about rejection? What will they say? What if they say, I'm married? What if they slap you? What if they, what if they report you for some sort of you know, unwelcome advances? Even if you put it as appropriately as that, like, pardon me, but I'd like to take you out to for coffee, you know, they could still scream in the society that we live in, they could still scream sexual harassment or some sort of harassment. They could still make you squirm, basically. Whether it's illegal or legal, harassment or not, they could still make you squirm. So we we cut that you know, we, we can't cut that out. We can't cut all the you know, you've gotta you've gotta flirt with them, you've gotta do this mating dance ritual thing with them that takes four friggin' ever. And in most of my my partnerships, my life, the people that I've loved, you know, we come right out, right like that. I find you very attractive. Um, you know, what can we do about this? Can we do anything about this? Is there anything? Because you need to know, you need to right away, right away. Shall I pursue? Shall, shall I not pursue? Is this, you know, is this something that, you know, is is a waste of time? I don't want to waste my time. And that's why in these public situations, I just, that's, why I'm, I'm going to stay home. I'm staying home because the older I get, the more I feel like, who gives a fuck? who gives a rats hairy furry ass about all of these little in in oh oy. oh my god little little mating dances little you know batting of the eyes and and you know the whole courtship until you finally say i think you're attractive in whatever way you say it oh my god God, all the time wasted! Just think of of every mating dance you've done. What has it? What has it? Uh, what has it included? What What have you had to do? How How did you have to meet that person? How did you have to build? What did you have to build with them first before you were finally able to say, "You want to go out?" How much time? And then, how much time did it take? before your first kiss, and your first grope, and your first sex, and your first marriage. How long did that take? and how much time did it waste when you could have just approached them? I find you attractive. They say, "I find you attractive. Let's go <laughs> Let's go have coffee. let's get to know each other. Two weeks later, you're having sex. Two more weeks later, the sex is either still good, the relationship is even still strong, or not. You, you decide what you're going to do, and you move on from there. Bing, bang. Done. Duh, duh, done. I can't believe we waste time. I can't believe. And that is it, gentle listeners. I can't believe we waste time the way that we waste time video games and religion and courtship and marriage and and mating dances and rituals and, oh, head in hands. My head is in my hands. We are screwed on The Fabulous D Show. We're just screwed. So... I want to bring you the underground. I've told you the truth. I've told you how to lose lose your life. <laughs> Sometimes I've told you how to live your life. And I've told you what to do with it. And I've told you the best way that I've found to live my life. And in turn, perhaps you want to live yours in a similar fashion. There's only so much guidance that I can give. So in season seven... We're going to be talking to some simply amazing and fabulous people who are going to tell you how they live and what they do with themselves. Oh, my God, I feel like Oprah. Shit. What's the matter with you? What is the matter? When you're alone, all, all within the privacy of your home, your four walls, when nobody else is home, just stand in the middle of the room and ask yourself, What's the matter with you? Snap out of it. Snap, snap, out of it. And be fabulous. I'm D fabulous. <laughs> the artist D on the fabulous D show, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my black and glitterly, glitterily, glitterally heart. <laughs> Literally, glittery. And I thank Derek Bishop the amazing Derek Bishop for the theme song. He'll be on in season seven with us because he has a new album coming out and he's a fabulous person that you need to get to know as well. So remain fabulous, but don't remain seated. Stay fabulous. Good night.